Ladies and gentlemen, we now present George Edwards in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Well, my boy, did you get some sleep? Not very much, I'm afraid. Did I hear you wandering round after we parted? Me? Oh, no, I... I stayed in bed once I got there. You look as though you could do with an hour or two more. Hmm, have some breakfast. The cook's provided some excellent kidneys. Uh, thanks, I think... Uh, I think coffee will do me this morning. Uh, care to see the paper? Anything in it? Oh, just the usual Sunday morning crop of murders and suicides. <laughs> Funny how they seem to break out over the weekend. Everybody too busy during the week, I suppose. Uh, by the way, uh, were you out in the old dissecting room while you've been up here this time? Oh, oh dear, you've spilled the coffee all over the tablecloth. I'm sorry, it's awfully clumsy of me. Hands numb too steady this morning. Uh, wait a minute. I'll wipe it up. I suppose Mrs. Porter will forgive you. What made you ask about the dissecting room? I uh, happened to take a look in there before breakfast. There were traces of a fire having been lit there quite recently. Last night, I should say. No, I... I wasn't there. I wonder who it could have been. One of the servants, perhaps. They might have been entertaining some friends. I'll have the lock on the outer door changed. Oh, by the way, uh... It was open when I looked. Uh, oh, uh, oh, open was it? Oh, well, perhaps the nocturnal visitor left in a hurry. It's a bad business, really. I thought I could rely on all the people we have here. That back door gives access to a very bad part of the city. We can't afford to risk having that door left open. You know, Father, I was only thinking the other day that I'd like to have that place cleaned up. I'll be wanting to go on with my work even during vacation. And I could do all sorts of things out there without making a nuisance of myself. But wouldn't it be better to forget about work? You can't keep going all the time. Well, I'd like to play around there sometimes. There's so much equipment there already, and uh, Professor Marriott and I are working on a scheme now that must be gone on with. I'll have to work somewhere, and it's so quiet and so isolated. Then have it, by all means. We'll go out and have a look at it after we've finished breakfast. Sure you won't look at the paper? Oh, I suppose I might as well have a glance at it. Uh, what time do you leave tonight? Uh, 7.10, I think. Then you'll have time for early dinner. I'm going back to Maryland's tomorrow. Just took a flying trip to attend to a small piece of business. Uh, well, what's the matter? This girl. Do you see her picture? Oh, that. Tried to throw herself off Battersea Bridge, didn't she? I know her. You do? It's Hattie. Hattie Wilson. Uh, don't you remember? I told you about her. She was the girl who, uh, who was mixed up with that business of David Markham. I see. She's been arrested and charged at the Waterside Police Court for being a person without lawful means of support. Uh, what does that mean, Father? It means she'll probably be sent to a house of detention for a while. Jail? Hetty in jail? Would you like me to get in touch with Utterson and get him to see what he can do about it? Mr. Utterson? Uh, Margaret's father? Oh, I know. I'll go myself. Will I go with you? No, I'll... I'll go alone. Well, you'll find me here all morning if you want me.
the prisoner has been removed to the jail infirmary. She's suffering from exposure and immersion in the water. Immersion? Then... Then she did throw herself in the river? Oh, uh, she did, young gent. And if it hadn't have been that the water patrol was passing at the time, she'd have been adorned in a marble slab in the morgue by now. I see. Oh, can... can anybody visit her? A visitor's allowed once a month by special permit from the Department of Justice. Uh, letters once a week. Thank you. Uh, care to leave any name, sir? I could let her know, maybe? No, uh, no, no name, thank you. No name. should have been in if you hadn't been there for assembly tomorrow morning. Now, what's the matter with you? You look all out. I had to rush for the train. Making the most out of merry old London down there. <laughs> I must say you're a dark horse. Roberts and I are a couple of babes in arms compared to you. Official to show us the way around next time. Still, we didn't do so badly. Uh, have a good time today? Oh, yes. Marvellous. Don't know when I enjoyed myself so much before. Um, say, um... Who was the little piece you got away with last night? Uh, don't mind my asking, do you? Oh, no, not in the least. She's a Hungarian princess in disguise. Takes drugs, poor thing. Very sad case. Hungarian... Oh, get out. That's for the young. Uh, still, I suppose that's your way of telling me to mind my own business. I say, look at old Roberts over there. <laughs> Sound asleep already. Think I'll do likewise. <sighs> what a night. <laughs> Detain you for a moment? Uh, yes, Professor. I uh, had occasion to visit your rooms over the weekend. You were, you were absent. Uh, yes, I, I went for a longish walk in the woods, sir. Oh, yes, I guessed as much. Uh, has it ever occurred to you, Jekyll, how extraordinarily useful it could be if we could disassociate the more fleshy parts of our being from the spiritual? I'm afraid I don't know what you mean, sir. Well, you come into the laboratory with me for a while. Yes, sir. There's no one there now. I've been working for a great many years on a particular line of investigation, and I'd, I'd like to interest you in it, if I could. It's still far from complete, and, well, I'm an old man now, and I need someone who could carry on from where I left off if I should happen to be removed to the place where scientific experience will no longer seem important. Oh, uh, this way, Mr. Dick. Oh, this way. Uh, but Professor, are you putting this... Uh, this theory of yours forward as a practical proposition? It is not my habit to be facetious about matters of experimental science, young sir. And you truly think that by, well, shall we say, deadening a section of physical consciousness of the will, one can release the other from the influence of its counterpart? Why not? See, I reach out my hand to lift this small earthenware bowl off the flame. But knowledge tells me it is hot. This makes me hesitate. And fear of consequences causes me to withdraw my hand. Uh, I see. Uh, much better than grasping it and suffering a lot of pain. Precisely. Now let us proceed from the realm of the physical to that of the spiritual. We desire something intensely. It may be something that we know is harmful to us, that may even be injurious to us. Nevertheless, we desire it. 
Now, if the fear of consequent injury could be removed, wouldn't this open up an entirely new scope of existence? Yes, it certainly would. I want to lift this hype hot vessel and may not because it will burn me. You may want to indulge yourself in some white-hot experience and dare not because of the damage that you would suffer. Uh, do I make myself clear? Yes, quite clear, sir. Good. And so we have the battle of impulse and inhibition constantly struggling for ascendancy within us. We are, all of us, not one man, but two. There is the evil and the good in each of us, and our physical body is the battleground for these opposing forces. We're everlastingly tormented by them, and some of us are destroyed by them. Don't you agree, Mr. Jekyll? Yes. Oh, yes, I... Yes, I agree. Well... Why can we not sever these opposing forces and let each one go his own way? The sublime in us to walk untrammeled by the millstone of our baser selves, the profane to follow his impulses without the agonizing aftermath of hideous remorse. But how? How? We'll see here, in this little cabinet. Now, Mr. Jekyll, here's a drug I've compounded, and here a tincture. By the addition of one to the other, I believe I'll have the essential instrument which will sever these, these polar opposites now chained together in the agonizing prison of our consciousness. And then what then? Then we shall see. I propose to put my theory to the test. You are going to experiment on someone? I am going to take the drug myself. You? But supposing it fails, supposing you've made some, some sort of a mistake? I know perfectly well the risk I run. Any drug as powerful as this might well prove fatal. But I'm an old man. I have no family, no obligations, except to the furtherance of science, a master I've served all my life. Oh, no, you mustn't. You can't be spared. I've left all my affairs in order, Mr. Jekyll. Now, what the few material things I possess will go to my sister. My notes, the data I've kept for years, the results of the experiments I've made are all to go to you. You are my spiritual heir. Oh, sir, Professor Marietta... I'm too young. This is too great a responsibility for me. Only a young man on the threshold of his career should have them. If I fail, it may well take you a half a lifetime to discover the error in my calculations. And now, if you're ready, we'll put the theory to the test. Now? Now? Why not? I've planned this for nearly 20 years. You see, thus I measure out the tincture. Now note well the amazing brilliance of its color. Now, the essential sauce. Now, this must be measured to the utmost of accuracy. The least fraction of an overdose might well be fatal. There. See the way it boils and rages in the glass as the crystals start to melt? Yes, now it smokes. Those are the fumes escaping in the form of vapor. <coughs> it catches the throat, eh? Now, see the color changes. The original crimson turns to purple. And now the final metamorphosis. It turns to green. Oh, the preparation is complete. Now remains the final, ultimate test. Oh, but, but this is blasphemy. You're going to rip apart the veils that, that hide the human soul. Galileo was threatened with a rack and the wheel of inquisition for the blasphemy of saying that the earth revolved around the sun. And I am prepared to accept the torture that will follow the taking of this preparation for the sake of my beliefs. Are you prepared to stay and witness what follows? Yes. Yes, I'll stay. Good. I now drink to the cause of science, to the furtherance of knowledge, the only bridge whereby man can cross the abyss that separates him from the barbarism of savagery to the godhead of his greater self. Professor! 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 He's dead. It failed. 
There was something wrong with the mixture. You said it might take half a lifetime to succeed. But I'll do it. I'll not fail to carry out your trust in me. I shall succeed where you have failed. (laughs) 